This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 154 for Tuesday, October 26, 2021. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. What's up, Tony B, coming to you live from New Jersey. What's happening? Yes, yes. Anybody that's watching uh, us live right now, it is uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. If you're watching right now and you would like to comment... Please make sure you let StreamYard share your name if you're in the CBC group. You're going to have to do that. Otherwise, just come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. We love to talk to you and know where you are in the world. Yeah, and, I'm saying what's up. And also, we started this uh, years ago as an audio-only podcast. It is still an audio podcast, and apparently, we're getting a lot of listens and downloads. So for that audience that's just listening, just want to make sure that you can actually view this podcast, too, we record it live, but the replay is on Facebook in the uh, Coverband Central Facebook group, on the Coverband Central Facebook page, and also on the Coverband Central YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to and should subscribe to. There is a link in the description of this broadcast here where you can just click on that and hit subscribe so you don't miss a, a show, and you can go back and watch all the previous ones plus the other, other goodies that are on that channel. And Greg's, we appreciate we appreciate all the downloads too. So thank you. We sure do. We're getting a lot of them. So yeah, it's great. Uh, Greg's here from SoCal. It's happening, Greg. Greg's a, a, a repeat repeat listener. I get I get to emails every once in a while from people who listen and never comment, never say anything. But then they, I, I, a guy sent me an email uh, the other day and uh, gave yeah, me a privately, good, yeah. Yeah, and gave me a good suggestion uh, for an idea of something that we had discussed on the show. So cool. uh, it's cool that, I, I mean, obviously most of the people that are listening don't comment, um, but that's okay. We we love you anyway. Uh, we got uh, in Kate May, we got Sammy, Sammy K. Sammy K. Nice picture of his guitars and basses there. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Very cool on his avatar. Dig it. Um. So how are you doing? It's I know it's rainy, 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 rainy up there. Yeah, a lot of rain. Man. It rained like four or five inches of rain last night. And then uh, it's continued throughout the day as scattered kind of showers. And now it's raining again and it's going to rain overnight. And then 
supposed to blow out of here tomorrow and then you know a lot of high winds and stuff so right on andy urban's here from Kashmir, the guitar player from Kashmir. hey andy what's happening uh they've been on the road um recently i think this past weekend they played somewhere really cool i forget where it was but i know i saw the post but good to see you andy good to see you guys are still out there killing it yeah marty marty's in springfield massachusetts representing thanks Thanks. marty Marty mcgrath eminem That's, that's mike mcgrath's uh Older brother, younger brother. I don't know. You know Mike McGrath from uh, from the McGrath from the McGrath family, of course. Yes, Mike McGrath and what's Jimmy the McGrath band? And Mark McGrath and uh, Tommy McGrath. What's the band? Every morning, every morning. There's a da 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 That would be Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray, of course. See, stump the drummer coming through. No stumping today. That's right. There we go. Uh, see, when Elizabeth... we have, see, when we didn't have video, Steve, we could do our own sound effects and know, I know. know how we were now, doing. Now, now, now people will see us go. Yeah. Yes. All right. We got Elizabeth Hunsberger in Newton, New Jersey, who saw Kashmir there. Or she saw Kashmir in Newton. Yeah, she saw Kashmir. Cashmere in Newton. I don't know if she's from Newton, but she's she might be from the surrounding area because she might have know. just ro- rolled out of bed, got in line, and that's it. She's, maybe, or she, maybe she drove four and a half hours from somewhere to go see them. You don't know. Maybe I, people have done so to I know. see Cashmere. They're that good. Yes, Check them out. CashmereRocks.com. It's a band I used to play with uh, many moons ago. And, uh, and they, they do indeed rock. They do. They do Zeppelin to a T, man. Nobody better. Uh, Jason's been playing. Uh, oh, that's a great question. We're, so we, I have a topic for today. I put it in the description. It was a question that was asked in the CBC group. So we're going to take a look at it. We're, Tony and I are going to give our our answers to that question. And uh, we're going to explore the other answers because I saw there was a lot of comments on it, but I did not look at them yet. So it's going to be brand new for me, brand new for you, brand new for Tony. And we'll do our um, reactions when we see the comments, or not? it's a reaction. And it's like last week we did the reaction video thing. Okay, so now it's going to be to the comments. A reaction to the comments, yes. Um, but Jason asked a great question. He said he's been playing bass for eight months now. Where should he be knowledge wise? Um, I would say, Jason, that you should be wherever you are. Uh, what whatever you whatever you've put emphasis on to learn in in the last eight months. Is is where you should be. There's no, uh, you know, there's no rule book to say how experienced you should be at that point. Um, it's all based on the effort you're putting in and 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 uh, and how how you're gaining knowledge. So I, uh, when I started playing bass, when I was eight months into playing bass, I was already playing in a band. Um, I was a kid, and the band was kind of a you know a kid band, but we did. Uh, play little kind of gigs and and I started um when I first got a bass I started taking private lessons I took music theory in school I was in high school at the time and uh I started jamming with my friends so I got this wealth of education knowledge right from the beginning beginning so eight months in I was pretty good already um but again it's what you're doing how are you Jason what are you doing are, are you are you taking lessons are you learning from YouTube videos? Um, are you jamming with anybody? I mean, it's so there's no really should you be at a certain amount of knowledge. 
That's my but answer. How, that. how do we define knowledge, Steve? Right? Because that's is, a good question. Is too. he asking at what level of proficiency should he be at eight months in? Well, he's knowledge. Or, yeah. or knowledge, because you could say the same thing. I mean, knowledge could be just as simple as, you know, are you listening to a lot of various different genres of music or listening to your favorite bands of music and absorbing what those guys are playing because everybody's stylistically so different. You know, you could be influenced by, you know, anything that you hear, especially when you're at a formative period in your development where, you know, you're just starting out and you're learning. It's usually like within those first couple of years, whatever you're most exposed to musically, at least in my experience, I've found that with students is that they tend to then be drawn to that sort of style you know so for a bass player if he's listening to a lot of you know r&b and blues and or he's listening to foo fighters or is he listening to rush you know or is he listening to sabbath like there's so many varied you know structured like dave matthews band you know there's so many different bass players out there so knowledge wise i would say what steve said you know it should be wherever you're at but i think you have to make a you know a plan for yourself and say well you know because let's face it, like we've talked about so many times, Steve, if you practice for an hour a week for 52 weeks, you've done 52 hours of practice a year, you know, so then do the math. If you practice an hour a day, you've done 365 hours of practice for that year. So, you know, theoretically, when you look at it from that way, you can do six, you know, five, six, seven times the amount of progress by dedicating some time every day to it, you know, or several times a week. So again, it's, I think it's really, you know, you're only governed by your, you know, your will to absorb knowledge and try to, you know, gain knowledge. And there'll be, you know, there'll be only so far you can go on your own before, like Steve was saying, you're going to need to take lessons or you're going to need to understand theory. You know, there's so many developmental things, right? Play along with records to get your ear in tune once you're at that proficiency level. But if you're just learning how to play bass, like you've never played bass before, you know, like you said, it's really hard to say, where should you be at eight months? I might pick up the bass and just have a natural affinity for it. And I can kind of find my way around it, but I, I could benefit from lessons or I could pick up a bass and just have no, absolutely no idea, even <laughs> square one where to start, you know? Right. Which is how I feel right now. Um, just kidding. Uh, Roger loves even your after kit. 40 years. See, right. Roger oh, loves you. your kit. Behind thank you, you, Roger. Thank you. Uh, for those of you just listening, the video uh, or the, the screen, the room that Tony's sitting in is has a plethora of musical toys behind yes. him. And see, Steve, what no one can see behind me, but you know it's here too, right? And I'll see if I can show you. What no one really sees that's behind me because it's facing the other way is that drum set right there. Oh my goodness gracious. That, that drum looks set. like that looks like the kit that's set up in, in Guitar Center that someone nobody... Said that, yeah, someone said that to me today, as a matter of fact. It's pretty funny. I that, that, it. represents, that represents every single piece of percussion the Guitar Center carries. Yes. That's so what that, that looks like. So that is me. behind me, but as this one is set up, we'll call it facing west, that one is facing uh, south, the one behind it's me in, that I just wait, showed it's in, you. So they're it's in that same room? Yeah, it's right behind me. It, it's facing. It's it's actually facing this way against the wall, but it's behind me. Okay. So if you look over my shoulder, right behind me, I can kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. See it, but it's there. Wow, that yeah. is just. So I, I have the, I have two mega drum sets set up in because you know Steve, 
if you look at that picture, you can see, look, I'll show you it again. If you look carefully, if you look on the side there, right over here, you uh -huh. can see the blue drum set that's behind me. I do see that. Yes. See that? Look. I do see it. Yes. There you go. See? Yeah. Yeah. So it is there. That's cool. And and, and they so, are real. They're real drums. They're not, they're, so not, any, they're not blue screen. That's right. So anybody wants to burglarize Tony's house, that's the room you want to hit. Definitely. You, you'll make a killing in that room. Um, or okay. you might get killed. Um, uh, this is a, uh, all right. So we got, we got a bunch of comments coming in here, which is nice. I love when you guys are listening and, and participating. Yeah, it makes our job easier. Fly, sure. Right. So William asked, uh, he said, his cover band requires sheet music on stage. Does that come with or imply some legal obligations slash fees on our part? And the answer would be no. Correct. No, you, you don't know. Uh, any, no, there's no uh, sheet music police, copyright police out there or ASCAP BMI police out there is, uh, checking that out. So that's not something you got Correct. to do. However, Steve, I will say this. Years ago, uh, I used to play in a concert band with my father, right? Because he used to go and I used to right, I recall. And they had, you know, 500 selections in the library. You know, it was a two big binder books, you know? And I remember when on the bottom of all those paper, whoever the publisher was that provided the sheet music for them, because it was so many songs, you know? It would say like unauthorized reproduction is prohibited by law, you know, blah, 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 because they didn't want you to keep taking the 500 song library and making a thousand copies of it. But you have to remember, too, that the right. 500 sheet song library had 25 books because you had clarinets, you had flutes, you had drums, you had percussion, you had xylophone, you had bass drum, drum set, you know, oboe, trumpets, you know, every every instrument had to have the, the book of 500. So right. I remember when they purchased that, it was from like a place, you know, but I think for what these guys are doing, they, they wouldn't have any legal issues with any of that. You know, I'd love to see the xylophone sheet music. It's like all 16th notes <laughs> yeah. or all 32nd notes. Exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> sometimes, but definitely. Um, yeah. So you're, I think you're safe on that front, you know? Yeah, I think so too. Um, It'd be interesting to know where he's getting it from. You know, if you're downloading it for free off the internet, then, you know, or are you, you know, like, what's your procurement? Where are you getting it from? Yeah, I mean, you can purchase sheet music, um, yeah. you know, where you're allowed to print it and, and use it. So, um, uh, all right. So, all right. Some some people are jumping the gun on the topic. So I haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the old, uh, we've talked about this before, Andy. Uh, Tom Morello said it takes 10,000 yes, hours to become fluent on any instrument. That doesn't come from Tom Morello originally. And you know more about this it, than yeah, I do. It comes from Malcolm Gladwell, who's a, a Canadian author, wrote the wrote a bunch of books, you know. But he wrote a book called Outliers. And what it speaks in that book about is anyone that's proficient or has risen to any sort of stature in their given, uh, you know, field has had 10,000 hours uh, of experience. So, if, like, if you're a musician, right, you need 10,000 hours of, of playing time, not just practice time, but, you know, 10,000 hours if you're – you know, whatever you do, if you're a cyclist, you know, 10,000 hours is what it will take before you can reach your, your true peak, you know, or you've assimilated all of the mechanics that, that are necessary to do it, you know. Right. And it's an interesting, really good book. You know, he wrote a bunch of them, but Outliers, a very interesting book. And it's all on analytics where 
you know, they look at like the greatest hockey players in, in the world and, you know, greatest athletes, musicians, you know, and even like you know, skaters, they're all, you know, they got 10,000 hours of practicing before they got to the Olympics, you know? Right, whether, right. Whether that was, you know, skating at four o'clock in the morning before school every day, you know, like true, true dedication. And that's what I was saying to you, too. It's like, OK, so if you need 10,000 hours, you know, if you put a thousand hours a, a year into it, it's going to take you 10 years. And if you break that down, it's like three hours of practice a day, every day between, right. two and, you know, two and a right. half to three hours a day, which is a lot of time. If you think about it every day for 10 years. And that's yes. like we talked about gigging. And then once you get more established, all that time counts, you know? So if you play a hundred gigs a, a year and you're on stage for four hours, that counts as 400 hours of experience. Right. So you have to ha be of some years. You have to have put in many years of whatever it is you're doing. Um, I think I hit 10,000 hours plus. Yes. So, myself too. Uh, um, which doesn't make us masters of the instrument. It just means that we're at a level of proficiency where we can, you know, we could theoretically teach someone how to play it. Right. If you have that talent or also I would say so. you're, you're well equipped for any situation because you fully understand the instrument and you can speak right. to it, you know, and through it. Right. We got Steve Longworth in North beach, uh, Washington Steve. coast up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. He said he enjoys That's following country. I love it up there. I, I was just thinking, I was awesome. watching the, the football game last night, Seattle uh, Seahawks. Yeah. And, and uh, I was like, and it was raining, but I was like, man, I've, I've never been to Seattle. I've been to Washington state, but I've never been to Seattle. I was like, man, I'd love to go visit Seattle at some point. It just seems like a cool place. Cool people. Um, a lot of rain. Yeah. I mean, Adrian might be trying to be a little, little snarky here, but uh, Adrian Duffield said a great starting point yeah. is learning the musical alphabet, then how it scales up to four strings. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, you want to definitely know basics of music theory when you're playing an instrument, like a fretted instrument, especially. Well, you know, um, I, and to that comment, Steve, not to cut you off, but to, to piggyback on that, the guy who, you know, earlier who was asking what knowledge point should he be at, you know, I would say that for sure you need a strong foundation, you know, so start basic, you know, if you're just starting off playing the instrument, like Steve just said, learn the ABCs, learn the scale. And it only goes up to G. So if you know the alphabet, that's right. It. You just need right. to go up to G or G sharp anyway. Um, uh, Freddie Diaz loves your kid. He said it reminds yes. him of Terry Bozio's kit, which is a big compliment to you. I know because you're a big fan of, I love Bozio. I've met him several times. Great guy. Um, yeah, so the inspiration behind that big mega red kit was it's like a Bozio, Neil Peart, uh, kind of Mike Portnoy slash uh, Mike Mangini culmination, Simon Phillips. You know, I had a lot of influences on that, all big kit guys, you know, and right. uh, it's very versatile. Like I said, it's got over 100 sounds on it, and they're all beneficial for some reason. There's nothing on that kit that you couldn't play in a song or use, you know, there's nothing right exotic I bet you don't. or kooky no gong though it's the only thing i don't have steve is i don't have a gong but i have a gong sample in my electronic library well then then it's, it's just not it's not complete it's, it's not, not complete then no. i have to work uh, but william said thanks guys original arrangements by his uh ranger by my ranger myself okay yes yeah, so he answer. arranged himself right yeah yeah so then you're all good man very cool and i would love to hear your music william um yes and uh andy's is a professional tv watcher 
So <laughs> excellent. He's probably he, put in he, at moon, least he moonlights in the Zeppelin band. He's a professional TV watcher. Twenty thousand right. hours at least, probably. So at least twenty thousand hours. Yeah. All right. So this, I, I mean, every day I try to, or every week we try to come up with kind of a topic, and I, I like to keep it relevant, especially with people that post things in the Cover Band Central group. If you're not a part of the Cover Band Central group, it is on Facebook. Just searching groups Cover Band Central or or there's a link on from the website, coverbandcentral.com, mm-hmm. where you can sign up for a profile for you, your band of both, and it's free, by the way. Um, but the group, uh, the group is very lively and vibrant. Yes, and, it is. And uh, there's always uh, stuff, quite often controversial stuff going on. But there was a question posed uh, just a few hours ago, and I was like, hmm, okay, this is something Tony and I can answer, and you our lovely audience can answer and we're going to look at the answers uh in the comments of the post. Yes. So I got while I was rambling I should have went to actually find it. Yes, Steve, well, we can continue to ramble you can continue to look for it if you so desire. I'm going to continue to look for it. You know what's right, funny though you said about TV watching it's so true though if you think about the average person might watch 3 or 4 hours of television a day, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you're going to, you'll be in, you know, in 10, you know, in 10 years time, you're a professional TV watcher. That's right. But you've gained nothing from it, you know? So do something beneficial with your talent. It's my message to all of you out there. Right. All right. So here we go. Um, I, I think I'm going to be able to find this. Yeah. Here it is right at the top. There you go. Because it's getting a lot of activity, 84 comments. So, See that, so we're yeah. going to check this. And this is a little bit of a controversial post as well, but I'm going to ignore that part of it, but I will read it. Uh, and it's Tommy Anderson. He says, I'm going to post a deep question for everyone and would appreciate a deep, honest response. I've been a singer slash songwriter, performer, frontman, multi-instrumentalist, studio and music store owner, studio engineer, and producer for nearly four decades. I've played thousands of shows and have 17 CDs out. And I'm still trying to figure this out. Why do I or we do this? Aside from the chicks and the money, what is the driving force behind us? He says, I think it allows me an escape from reality four times a week at three hours a gig. The only time I'm truly happy is on stage. Why is that? What makes us tick? So I'm going to defer to you first. (laughs) Of course. Here you go first. (laughs) You jump in quick. First thing. I'm going to defer to you first. And then, well, because wow, you've got okay. to listen to the question and absorb it perhaps. And then, uh, yeah. and then we will, we will look at the answers there. But and my reaction, because I just heard it for the first time. So great, great, great question. Right. Right. So yeah, aside from the money and the chicks and chicks. all the things that go along with being a band, right. Why do we do it? What is, what is the driving force? What may, why do we go play? What, cause it's real. And he says the money and the chicks. And obviously that's kind of a joke because most Correct. musicians don't make a lot of money and right. most musicians don't get a lot of chicks. And in fact, some of them are chicks. So many of them are. Right. And a lot of bands have, you know, married, happily married guys in it that aren't looking to pick up chicks. You know, they're just, like I right. said, they're out to a good time, but let's think about that. So, you know, if you, if you, Break it down in between from what makes Dave Grohl do what he does, right, on all his platforms that he's engaged in music versus what does it make 
the 23-year-old kid who's in a cover band playing three or four nights a week, barely making money, but, you know, is working a job to have income, but his real passion is doing the music, right? And I think that's what it comes down to. It's the, in life, we need to gravitate towards things that make us happy. And there's certain things in life that will naturally make you happy, right? If you're born with the gift of, being able to paint or draw and being an artist, you will generally have bliss and happiness when you are painting because that is your true nature. So I think all of us musicians that are out there, every single one of us, our true nature is to play music. We're tapped into that frequency. It's part of our lives. It's, it's woven into our spirit. You know, we're, it's in our culture. We, we, we share it with our friends and our family. We're moved by it. Not everyone is moved by music, but a lot of people can also be moved by music and say, I love listening to music. This is my favorite song. And they will go to a happy place when they hear that song, even though they can't play a note on any type of instrument. When they hear their favorite song, they can close their eyes and put their head back and they are in another place, just like we are when we go to a gig and we play. Like I used to tell all my students and all my friends, it's like virtual reality. Because when you're on that stage and you're performing, you're not thinking about anything else except exactly being present in that very moment, that beat within that measure of that part of the song, right? Right. Sure. So same thing if you're a music fan and you're listening to music, right? You're captivated by it. You're, you're in it. You're passionate about it. You love it. You know, it's something that is innately we're born with. And if you're fortunate enough to have a talent that allows you to actually play an instrument, it's really your duty to, to, you know, to develop that talent to the best of your ability. And those that succeed, I think the most in doing that are the people that are most inspired and have the most passion about what they do. Because if you don't have passion about something, it's going to fade away, right? If you're in a relationship and, as, and you don't have any passion, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go stale. If you're in a job and you're not passionate about your career, you're not really invested in it and you're just going through the motions. And life is so short, you're wasting your time, right? So then someone right. would say, okay, but yeah, I play in this band and I don't make really any money and I can't do it for a living, but why do I keep doing it week after week after week? Because if I was in a job that was the same situation, I would say, I got to quit this job, dude. It's long hours. It's crappy pay. I got to pick up and load stuff in and out. And so, But we do it for the couple of hours that we're on stage, right? And when we used to break it down, you'd say for the three or four hours you're on stage, you're three or four hours getting there and coming from. You know what I mean? Right. All together, packing up at home, loading up, driving there, unloading, getting on stage, sound checking, getting everything together, play. End of the night comes, end of the night comes, break it all down, pack it all up, drive it all home, get back home and either unload it then or unload it the next day. When you add up all the time, it's a lot of hours and you're getting cheated on what you really should be getting paid for, right? Right. But yeah, if you have passion, Fred, Freddie Diaz said it, that was, uh, whoops, sorry. Whoops. Nikki Frank said music isn't just what I do. Sure. Freddie Diaz but said, well said. Right. Uh, Dale says, it's my fountain of youth. I always feel like I'm 16 again when we play. Right. But that's what I'm um, saying. It's an escape for a lot of people because, like you said, music is not all I do. So you, me, Nikki, all, all these people out there may have to wear a lot of hats over the course of a day. You know, you may have your hands in a lot of different pies and you may be talented at doing a lot of different things. Maybe you own a business, run a business, you're doing stuff online, you're playing in a band, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a lot. So right, I think that Nikki's point was, he said, music isn't just what I do. It's what I am. Right. So that's what it, I mean. It's it part is, of it's his a, soul. It's, it's in him. Like I said, if you're not a fan of music or you're not a musician, then you can't really 
relate to what he's saying and what we're talking about, right? Because it's, it's well, a I think people that, can in a way in, in in what you said about listening to music, because some people are are some people that are are just music fans are just as passionate, if not more passionate than some musicians. Yes. About just listening. So they do. They get it. The whole audience really gets it. I think that the non-musicians as well. Um, Everybody. But but I mean, Steve summed it up right here. It's in your blood. Um, yep. And. You know, so I know you gave a lot of reasons there and and I would echo all of them and just say that that there is no other magical place than being on stage in the and like you you kind of pinned it down to just in that in that one beat, in that one key, in that one chorus, in that one groove. Yeah. And, and there's no other place like that that you get to experience in life. And it, it is a place. It's it, it's when you're playing with several other people and you're all there for one purpose and you're all locked into it and, and you're all focused on this, this moment, this present, this present, when you're in that place, it, that's where magic of uh, the magic of life occurs in the present moment. And, you know, that's a great lesson for anybody, for anything that they do. And it, it's, it's something that people net, a lot of people never get to experience. But as a musician, you do. That's, that's that fat, juicy, infinite place of, of the magic of that, of music. And, and for me, that is the biggest part of why I do it. When I have a bass on around my neck and I'm hearing that and I'm feeling it in my feet and feeling it in my back and I'm feeling yeah. that kick drum in my gut and, and hearing that snare is just my spine and, and all of it. And it's, and it's all locked in like that. And you, and especially if you have a real good relationship with the people that you're playing with. And I, if I'm playing with you and I can look over at you and I'm feeling, it and I look over at you, we just nod. We both know, yes. you know, you know, there's without or saying a, a word, even a glance over sometimes from anyone in the band, they give you a look like, yeah, you know, they're, they're on that frequency with you, you know? Yeah. And that's, and you just give it, you just know. And, and it's, and, and there's no other experience like that really in life. And, and it's a shame that that everybody doesn't get to experience that, but we're lucky. Um, I mean, and there's a multitude of reasons why I've done it for almost 40 years. Um, but that is, you know, that's the one that really kind of comes up for me, especially with the stuff you were saying. Well, yeah, we're all we're all tapped into it, Steve. You know, it's an energy, and and you're like you said, you're born with it, and then you you develop it, and the more you nurture it and put attention to it, the stronger it becomes, right? The better you get as a musician, the more opportunities you get to play with better people, you know? Um, you just, you gain all kinds of musical knowledge over the years and you start to think and play differently than you did 10 years ago because you're a different person now, you know? And you have right. a different perspective on what music is, but it never loses the excitement of never you know, playing, never loses the excitement. And that's, that's the one thing you can always say, like you can sit down and it's universal language, right? Like we said that, when I traveled down with you to New Orleans and, and the group I was with who were not musicians was like, man, it is just so cool that you can walk into your friend, you know, with your friend's band and you don't know any of the guys, but you all know the song. And then you sit down and collectively you perform the song and it sounds great. And everybody's on the same page and they're all there. 
And then you yeah. have the collective energy of the audience that's also in that present moment because they're following along with what you're doing. They're not right. in, in the energy field, so to speak, of the performing part of it, but they're part of that collective energy in that present moment. And I right. think that helps to drive the band too when you go see a great band in, in an arena, you know, and 20, 30,000 people are all, you know, in tune with that energy in that present moment. You know, I mean, you've been to shows where it's just magic and you could say, uh, you know, that was the best show I ever went to for so many reasons. You know, was it because it was your favorite band? Was it your favorite venue? Was it the people you were with? Was it the energy that was in the place that and it's, you know, well, it's so all of things, it. you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a sh it's a shared experience. Greg said endorphins and power playing music is a rush and an outlet at the same time. Pour your emotions and time into learning a craft that causes others to have a reaction or connection. And that is a form of power that releases your endorphins. And that's true, man. It's, yeah, it's a well chemical, said. it's a, uh, it's, yes. there's a chemical aspect to it in your, in your brain that it releases these endorphins that, that, that are feel good uh, chemicals in your brain. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's look more at now. Let's look at the comments on that post in the group, because I expect that they're going to be different. Knowing, knowing the CBC group, as I do, Hey, listen, that's what makes us so unique because everyone's going to have a different perspective on what makes it great for them, you know? I, and, uh, you know, by the way, like my answer wasn't saying this is my thought, right? My opinion of what makes it great for me, you know? I don't mm -hmm. speak for everybody because I think everybody has a different experience, but I think a lot of people have that connectivity where they feel it in their spirit, you know? They're, they're connected I agree. to music and it's a very special thing. And like you said, if you're not a musician, you know, it's very hard to, to explain to somebody. You know, right. I think we're doing a good job, but let's see yeah. what, let's see what the, <laughs> I think we're doing a great job, Steve. Excellent. <laughs> let's see what the, 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 the crew in CBC has to say. Yeah. Let's uh, see what we got cooking here. Uh, uh, well, I mean, this first answer, Dwayne Henson said some of us, because we can't not do it. And that's a definitely a feeling yeah. that I have for sure. sure. I feel like uh, there's, I can't not play. Right. I have to play. I mean, that's what I do. That's who I am. That's what I, that's the thing that is, that really, for me, makes me, I, I was going to say defines me, but it makes me feel like the most me that I am. Yeah. If that makes any sense. But um, you also have to fan the flame, Steve, because I know plenty of people who say, oh man, like I used to play drums or I used to play guitar. Do you still have the instrument? Yeah, I still got it. When's the last time you played it? Oh man, like 15 years ago. Why don't you pick it up, blow the dust off it? Yeah, maybe. Sure. I don't know. You know. Well, you know, no. you have to want it. You have to right. Want but it. that's someone who was given a gift of musical talent, right? And who could play, and right. then you know, just decide to not make it a priority. Right. Okay. So Shane Berry said, "I I hope you're doing it because you love it. That should really be the main reason." Yeah. And Tommy, Tommy is the original poster, so he he's participating in this thread, which I like. Yes. Um. He responded, said, "Love is a good reason. Love is hard to describe, and that is true." Um, Tom Pepe said, uh, why ask why you do this to bring a smile to your face. The great thing about music, unlike an athlete who has to retire young, you can keep doing what you love That's right. forever and ever. Yes. Uh, Dan Rutherford, Rutherford said, I don't know what else to do when I'm not making music. I'm thinking about making music or scheming up gimmicks to get people to shows or <laughs> yeah. talking to my bandmates and how to take it to the next level. The yeah. truth is from the moment I touched a guitar, I knew I needed to be on stage and that is all there is to it. I love yes. these answers. Yes. And of course, you know, female comes in. Marianne, who is a good friend of Caravan Central, said, I think I can safely say I don't do it for the chicks. <laughs> good. 
Um, Chad, yeah, Chad Lemon said uh, the music provides a counterbalance to my day job that allows me to reset at the end of the week and keep moving forward. And I love making music with and for my friends. I love that these people are articulate. They're spelling properly. Yes. And they're, they're saying nice things so far. So, (laughs) so far. So far, uh, so good, Steve. Carl Macero said, I love to sing uh, about the Muna and uh, Juna and uh, Spring. Uh. Excelente. That must be from a movie or something. I don't know what that is. Maybe. Uh, Ghost. Oh, go fix Sufif. I don't know how to say that. Nasser. He uh, said, chemical reactions. I have chronic leukemia. Oh, my God. Uh, when I play something, it's, it's stimulated and I'm alive. Wow. Okay. Well, good for you, man. That's awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Man or woman, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a dude. Remember the healing power of music, too. We didn't even talk about that. Sure. Um, Tommy said, uh, my keyboardist said it makes part of the brain feel good. His keyboardist is a doctor. Uh, doctor which keyboard is true. Be correct. Which is something. <laughs> doctor keyboard. Doctor keyboard. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve P- Pavey said musicians are wired differently from non-musicians. We True. simply don't think the same way, which is why when a band ends or a studio fails, we write a song about it and move on. Um, and Jeremy said to the original poster, you put out 17 CDs for chicks? <laughs> and Tommy responded, no, for me. Um, yes, very prolific. It's a lot of albums. Uh, this is very deep. David J. Cox said the two more most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why mm-hmm. you were placed on this planet to create art and bring joy to others. So go do it. Right. That's what I said. I like per- when you align with your purpose, right? Everything is easy and the energy flow is effortless. You know, like when you're in the zone at a gig and everything's just flowing, you know, you don't have to right. think about it. Jeffrey Crock said, is it, in, it is, in my opinion, the greatest drug ever. When I'm in front of my mic, the cares and troubles of life disappear for those few hours. And that the same thing happens for the audience. And that's yeah. why, you know, what we were just saying, it's a shared experience. Yep. And Nick Bryant said, human expression and sharing a unique human experience with other human beings unlike no other. So these these people get it, man. My people. It's, it's, these are, it's, these sh- are my people. These are your people, Steve. And it's all about sharing the love and the passion and the excitement and we're you know we're all connected this way and that's why this group is so successful because you have you know over three hundred thousand like-minded people that are all contributing you know and for the most part like you said it's productive effective you know commentary i love it love it eric said i think i think it's like an addiction one feels like one feels the craving when one has not played for a while i'm one of those even though i played last week yeah. It's like I would be willing to play nine bad shows for that one magical show. True that, huh? Yeah, we'll, right. We'll play a hundred bad shows for the one magical show. <laughs> right. It's a lot of shows, Steve. Bruce Powers was singing before he could talk and plucking out chords on the little chord organ when he was three years old. He heard the theme song from Lassie, Greensleeves, mm-hmm. on the TV and admitted and immediately learned to play it by ear when he was three. His perfect pitch. He always knew he was going to be a musician. The school counselor tried to guide him towards other occupations. I had that too, uh, but I always knew he would. He always knew he would wind up playing music since he was a baby. Excellent. Uh, yes, 
and I kind of felt the same way as a kid, but I didn't have an instrument to play until much later. But I, I, I felt it early. There was a, like a piano in my kindergarten class and I would go uh, play. I learned chopsticks on it when I was like five. I just like taught myself chopsticks on the piano. I don't know how I even knew chopsticks at the time, but. Um, yeah, when I was like two or three, same thing. My dad was a drummer and he wanted to take a picture. So they put the snare drum on the floor and I'm sitting in a diaper and they gave me sticks and I started playing on it, you know, and then he took right. the pictures of it and stuff. And he said after that, it was like could, I was drawn to the drums. You know, as soon as he had drums set, set up, I was climbing on. I was trying to get up there and he put me on his lap and let me play around a little bit, you know. And then as soon as I was old enough, you know, big enough to play, then I would actually, you know, play on the pad and stuff. Like when my kids were little, I made them a mini set. You know, I cut down a stool. I had a floor, yeah, I had a floor tom that I made into a bass drum, and I put two little toms up because they were little, you know. But they both wanted to play drums, and they couldn't. They couldn't reach the pedal, you know, sitting on a seat because they were little. They were only like two feet tall, you know, at the time. Right. Mark said he forget who heard this from, but you don't choose to be a musician. Yeah. Music chooses you, and that is that is a quote that I've posted many times. Uh, right. Cover Van Central on the page. If you don't follow the page, please do. Um, but you must Freddy accept Diaz, the invitation, right? When music chooses you. Yes. Freddie Diaz has been playing guitar for 40 years and somehow he feels he's just begun. Yep. Yeah. If it feels new to you all the time, then you're in the right spot. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's what. Uh, that's yeah. When what you, you become uninspired, like. you know, try to think back to what inspired you initially when you got into music, you know, to try to re yeah. rekindle your spark. And Lance Dickinson said he gave it up for 25 years and recently he joined a working band. He now wonders why he ever quit. Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate escape from the troubles of the world. Medicine for the soul, baby. Yeah. Love it. Love don't worry about why people. you quit. Just enjoy it. I love this audience. These yeah, this is great, my Steve. People. This is, these are your people. These are your people. All right, let's, let's continue. Um, Paul Hanley said it's not about chicks or money. Escapism for him. It's impossible to think about the mundanity of the nine-to-five whilst you're playing, singing. If you can also bring joy to others through dancing and singing along, right. then all the better. Right um, he said, I think if it, if it was a full-time job rather than something I do to get away from that, I'd eventually become jaded and not enjoy it as much. And, you know, that's something that I experienced over the last 10, 11 years, Paul, playing, playing music full-time. And I didn't ever become jaded. And, and I played, you know, this basically the same songs night after night after night, sometimes several times a night. Right. And I still would enjoy it. I would still love playing it. It's I, it's about me loving being in the music and playing the instrument. Uh, Royce simply said it's an addiction, which is, you know, yeah. Uh, okay. But think about it, Steve. All addicts, why do they do it? Because it makes them feel good. Right. Um, and oxytocin is it oxytocin or oxytocin uh, sharing music gives you a bigger bigger wallop of it than your first set of heroin it's really more endorphin i have this this yes. thing here i don't know if you can see this here yeah i can see it endorphins listen yeah. to the music endorphins these are happiness chemical chemicals and how to hack them yes when you're feeling blue you just look at that and pick one um you gotta send me that. I don't have that. You gotta give me. You gotta send I, me. I I I'd be happy to. I got it from take, Mr. Take Bob Doyle. Yeah, take a picture and text it to me, please. I have the file. I'll send you the file. I'll Excellent. send it in, in your even email. better. Um. Uh, uh, Virgil said endorphins in our brains keep us all going. Not a cheap high, but well worth it all. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Eileen, it takes you away from life for a while. Sports do that the same. I engage it both. I do the same. I love watching sports. In fact, yeah. I'll watch the World Series when we're done here. Um, no worries. Just fun with playing. Uh, oh, I love this. I lo- very, very similar. Like you said, like a football game, right? If you're a mm-hmm. true football fan, when you're at the game, and or even if you're watching the game at home, you know when there's a minute left and they're on the you know 15 yard line, you're, you're, it's just like playing music. You're you're glued to that very you know snap and every second that that ball is in play. You know you're presently watching that. You're not distracted in the least bit. So it's another yep. you know thing that can br- it brings you happiness. You know, it brings you joy. Sure does. You're in the moment. Uh, I love this answer, Joe Nuffs says to me it was expressing and or releasing any and all emotions that built up doing so in a fashion that doesn't hurt anyone else's feelings other than the ones that you don't like what you're playing and if you make someone else's day better then that's a bonus i i consciously was aware of that um for for quite a while when i was i i had a period uh, much around the time when i was playing with you where i was just going through a lot of emotional things that were that were challenging and and i've had that throughout you know i've been playing 38 years so you know that that's something that happens to people periodically in life and since i've been most of the time i'm playing uh, quite often i'm on stage and i'm feeling something emotionally and 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 i i became aware that i was putting it into my it's putting those feelings into my instrument and letting it go like like flow like a current through yeah. my arms to my fingers to the instrument out to the boom and then i realized that i did that without knowing it and then then i was actually be, become consciously aware of it like i'm feeling like crap i'm just going to take this feeling and put it purposefully right intentionally through the instrument through my my you know through the music and release it and it worked you know that's something that was really very effective and that's I, what a great comment to remind me of that. For um, sure. Excellent. All right. Sorry, let's get back. There we go. But all true, you know? I mean, your personality comes out in your instrument, too. No two people play the same thing the same way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Jay English said it simply. I get to do what I love most with people I love. What's better than that? Um, Mitch said, I ask myself this question all the time. It's a lot of work to keep a working band together. It sure is. Yeah. I do it for those moments on stage when everything comes together musically. To me, there's no feeling like it. And that's true, too, because you, we, we as musicians, we put so much time and effort into learning our craft by ourselves and, and getting the right gear to make it all sound good and then finding the right people to play with. And then even if in that case, you don't always have a great gig, you know, maybe there's not a lot of people there and maybe you're just somebody's off um but think of all the things that it takes to get to that point of that of experiencing that magic where 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 the crowd is loving it there's there's that a a great vibe in the in the room where you're playing the people that you're playing with you you genuinely like as people and respect them as musicians and you feel comfortable in your own skin on stage doing what you do and you feel like you're you're expressing yourself to the best of your ability to being the most you you can be and, yeah. and think of all of the stuff that it takes to get to that point so you know it, it's something to really embrace and something to really appreciate and notice and recognize and and point out like that these people are doing so 
Yeah, and don't take it for granted because it's a huge commitment, right, to get onto that stage. It really you know? is. But it's the place I feel the most comfortable in life. Hmm. I feel like I, I genuinely feel that way. Like when I when I have my bass on and the song starts, I feel like there's nothing that can hurt me now. There's nothing that can touch me. There's nothing that can change this state of being that I'm in. And and that's yeah. uh that that's you know, that's deep and huge because I feel the same way, Steve, you know. When yeah. you, when, I, when I sit down behind drums or playing and it's just nothing like it. You know, you feel like you're in tune with the universe. Right. John Mark just said it's fun, which is true. Uh, and that it is. Uh, Sarah Jane, Mary Ward, that's a lot of names, said you're doing what you want to do. It's fun. And and I like the gif. Yes. Of you get chicks and money. <laughs> the guy from, uh, I forget the movie. Yeah. Uh, that was from uh, Meet the... Um, meet, the meet the Millers. Or We're yeah, the meet, Millers. Yeah, yeah, We're the Millers. Yeah. We're the Millers. Yes. Uh, uh uh, you know, that's something uh, worthy of a little bit of discussion. Anyway, Joe Stevens said, we have mostly all been insecure our whole life, and we are looking for a pat on the back or a clap of the hands. So that is true for a lot of people where yeah. they, I, I, you would think that most musicians are extroverts, but that's not necessarily the case. There's a lot of people that are really introverted that are, will go on stage and they, and they're super insecure, but when they get that response, that immediate reaction from people and, and that's visceral, um, th that really kind of fills up that hole. Yeah. And maybe that's the only place they get acknowledgement in their life. You know, that, like you said, they're looking for that acknowledgement and they get it, you know, from performing. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's, wow. We've got some really great points. A lot of, really yeah, a lot, a lot of common thread responses, but a lot of varied answers too. So, you know, so, so people have really, you know, distinct reasons why they do it yeah so all right so i want to get through all this so i got it uh da, da, da. all right i'm yeah and it it could be genetic there like bob said it's in my dna and father and mother were performers and my grandfather and grandmother were entertainers yeah he played i played my first song when uh, uh playing an acoustic guitar in the fifth grade it's just what i do it's just what i do yeah. Uh, Billy said, I ain't no good for much else. And that's the truth for a lot of people too. Right? <laughs> yeah. People uh -huh. just like, this is all I know how to do. You know, right. I don't know how to do anything else. And right. I, I've known people like that who are super mega talented and will readily admit like, ah, I'm just not good at anything else. Right. I can't hang a poster. Right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Franco said, it's always been an outlet for my emotions and passion on or off stage. Nothing else replaces quite how performing music does. That's great, man. Uh, it's a type of event, which is what we kind of talked about. Uh, Shelby does it without the chicks and money, which is excellent. Way to go, Shelby, yes. As uh, do, I think, most of the audience, but continue. Jim said it's the creative outlet that adds meaning to your life, which is a nice way to put it, too. Yes. Um, Find your purpose. Uh, okay. Uh, Hank Faye said, life is chaotic. Relationships are hard. A well-rehearsed set is orderly. I feel in control. I have the attention of the audience without getting too close. Wow, that's a deep answer mm. from Hank Frey there. Yeah. Studied at Vassar College. But see that. that but Hank Faye, sorry. Yeah, but you Hank's can find him at hankfaye.com, by the way. There you go. 
Not Frank Hay. Hank Faye. Hank Faye. Right. Uh, like we were just kind of saying, Michael Skipper here said, I like playing with other people. You can connect without words. When the groove is right, it is magical. Yeah, sure is. Um, therapy, Gary said. Gary G-Man Bain said therapy. It feels good. Do it. Uh, da, da, da. Joel just likes the applause. My phone is ringing. Well, I got to mute that thing. I don't know. Eddie, write a note for Steve next week. You got nobody. Nobody ever calls me, or hardly ever calls me. Well, so. They're not going to be calling you anymore. Eddie's going to talk to your people and get take all right. Get that taken care of. Wendy Siegel, who is somebody I know, who I've worked with, and she is an amazing singer uh, and very, very hardworking. And she is that, said, is, not... that, is that Wendy from Joe Owner's house? No, no, no. This is Wendy from here, down here in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Sorry, Joe, Joe owner's house. Yeah. But when he said, I am not in it for the chicks or guys, I don't need the money and I have a very interesting life. So it isn't about escaping the mundane. <laughs> I do it for the joy I get when the musicians are playing together as one and the music is amazing. And yeah, she's great. And she plays with killer musicians. So there yes. you go. Excellent. Good day. Michael White, it's a true passion. Uh, 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 for Richard, it's his therapy. Jay Dave just said it's fun. Uh, Keith said he's just addicted to the adrenaline and the vibe he gets from playing. Uh, da, da, da. Okay. So we got a lot of, all right. So we got people putting links about psychologically. The, the psych, Bob Brigby said, that, look up the psychological concept of flow, performing whether you're a guitarist, singer, painter, writer, as a creative endeavor because the state of flow, which is highly addictive. The artist will go great lengths to repeatedly achieve this heightened mental state. And yes. Backed it up with a, a link to this thing. Flow is what we seek. Said Rob. Um, it is. That's the ease of, of, you know, tapping into that frequency and it's, it's just easy. You know, you, like I said, you get in the zone and, you just channel your 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 talent. You know, you're not thinking about what you're doing so much. You know, we've all been there. It's not every single gig, but the more you, you know, play, the more likely you are to experience it. You know, right? Agreed. Neil Newcomb said the magic of the moment being connected with countless peoples while you have a conversation with your other bandmates. Time melts away. Your true emotion comes out, and you're speaking to everyone in the room. It's magic. The magic of the moment. Yes. When you're playing on the emotion of the song and invoking the message through the notes, no words needed, the power and magic of music, the goosebumps, when the ego is shed and the music takes over, let the music play the band. Magic. That's great. Yes. The ego, the ego is shed. I love the ego is shed part. That's, That's great. great. Yeah, it's important that the ego is shed because the ego is what kills bands. Yeah, and no, so these a, comments it blocks your flow too. Going back to the flow guy, you know, ego is a big obstacle to help the, to prevent you from getting into the flow. Right. These comments go on and on here. Um. So, thank Good you, stuff, everybody. Excellent commentary. I got to say, man, the group has really, really outdone themselves. This is like they've stepped up. They have great answers, but you know. Well, it's it's it's, 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 the, it's the common love of what we do, though, and it's yes never been more evident than in tonight's episode of reading through that, right? Because every single one has the same 
common thread about happiness and making other people happy and, you know, getting in the flow and connecting to that, that magic. It's great. Right. It's huge. Yeah. Um, as my I buddy mean, Don group, would say, Steve, that's huge. The group has always been, uh, uh, all my symbols are echoing behind me, like a big reverb chamber. It's, that sound is so cool, but I won't do it again. Cause I know it was probably really loud. It was kind of loud. Uh, but the group has always been uh, comprised of really good people. And I think that's because of the intention I had starting it. I wanted it to be really a community of, of people that are, 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 are passionate about music and looking to grow and help each other as well. Yeah. And uh, the majority of people in the group are that. The loudest people are the ones that are talking about the same issues over and over again. They're, they're quite loud. But the majority of people in there get it and they they – they don't they engage do. in it and they ignore it. Um, and they really just focus on the, the best thing. So if you're not part, if you're listening to this broadcast and you love something about it and about this world, please join the cover band central group on Facebook. It's just uh, facebook.com slash group slash cover band central and go and like the page too. Um, and uh, um, sign up for you, your band or both. That's on the website, coverbandcentral.com that, Tony's referring to where you can sign up for a pre free profile for you, your band of both. And there's a lot more activity on there. Um, it's, 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 it looks just like Facebook. It operates just like Facebook. You can join groups on there that are, are specific to your thing. If so, if you're a singer, there's a group for mm -hmm. singers and, and so on. And, uh, there's a, 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 a wall, you know, there's a, a, a newsfeed. That's the word I was looking for. Wall was MySpace, so I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, there's a news feed on there that people post their stuff, and you can do it on there. It's free. Just join up and put your uh, your latest video or your upcoming gig. There's an event calendar on there. You go in there and sign up. And there's lots of other goodies. I've, I've packed that website, dude. I mean, I work on that yeah. website. I know. It's packed. All of the time. Packed. And I've packed, it's packed with articles that I've written, mostly that I've written. And they're all really informative or some of them are entertaining. Some are goofy, but most are informative and can really help you in your, your thing, whatever you do. If you have this love and passion for what you do, you want to be at your best. And I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I've learned these little tricks, these little things you can do. And I put them in writing. So check those out on the website as well. And there's a whole meme gallery of funny shit that you can share. Yep. Freddie Diaz loves Steve. it. 10,000 hours easily you've put into cover band. Oh, good God, yes. Uh, Freddie Diaz said, thank you, guys. Great conversation. He loves cover band Central. Thank you. Awesome, we love Freddie. you back. Have a great uh, yes, I've, I've easily put in 10,000 yes, yes. You are an outlier <laughs> two, two or three times over, Steve. You probably have oh. 20 or 30,000 hours worth of I didn't even really think about that you know? when we were talking oh, about that. All, all was, joking aside, though, you know? Yeah, I was just thinking about how much I played bass, but yeah, my goodness, I've uh. yeah, you've dedicated a lot of a good chunk of time to this, you know. Andy awesome. said, "Great show tonight. Um, go check out yeah. Andy's band, Cashmere, CashmereRocks.com. They are the best Led Zeppelin tribute band that you're going to hear and you're going to see." Um, Rock on, and I, I'm not saying that just because I I used to be in the band and I know those guys, because I've looked to find a, somebody better. I'm like, eh, nope. Yeah. And there's 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 ones that are out there that are really good. Yeah, there but, are. But uh, their their band is great. We had uh, if you go 
to the YouTube channel, which I encourage you to do. There's a link in the description. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. But if you go there and you can scroll back and you see we did a, uh, Tony and I did a Wisdom Hour with Gene from Cashmere is the singer. He put out a yep. book. And that was a really great conversation. We had a blast. Um, so that's on YouTube. You can go check out the replay of that and get his book too. It's really good. We, we both, Tony and I both read it. There it is in the shadow of the gods. Look at that. See, Gene got a free promo just because Andy was here participating in the show today. And Tony was prepared with the prop. Yes. Unrehearsed. See, so said thank you. See you next time. For you guys that, that made it the whole way, thank you so much for yeah. being, a, being a part of this. And tell everybody, share this. Um, uh, we love doing this, Tony and I, and, and, uh, we do it once a week on Tuesday nights and, uh, the bigger the audience, the better. It seems like it's getting kind of big now, right? Yeah. And the more interaction, it, it, you know, the more topics and the more feedback and the more it just, it's exponentially growing. So please keep, you know, keep listening in, keep, keep the comments coming, keep doing the downloads and, you know, it's, it, and interact with us because that's what, you know, the community is all about, right? That's how we can share the wisdom whether it be whiz or dumb, either way, you get both. So it's two for one. Either way, you get both. Happy Halloween. We'll see you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.